Hello, hello, and welcome back to Joe on Joe Extreme. It's me, your host, Joe Slupsky, and I am back for the fifth episode of the second season. Very excited this week because uh, I've got a twofer, guys. I've got a two-for-one this week. We're teaming up with brothers, the brothers Albrick. Albrick, am I am I even pronouncing that right? I'll be rich. Albrich, closer than most. Yeah, closer than most. Closer than most. Yeah, yeah. Jason, you gave me an Albie Rich, like Albie Shore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep, that's how that's how people spell it, right? Like Albie Rich. And how do you pronounce it? Albrich. Albrich. Jason and Jared Albrich. Jared Albrich, you're a podcaster from the Longbox Crusade. You host the GI Joe Chronicles, the Devil's Due Years. Jason, you're a, a GI Joe fan. You're known as Weasel Skull out there. You co-host on his show often, right? Am I am I describing everything correctly, guys? I I do I do uh, I do co-host occasionally, or I've guested occasionally. Usually when when the usual host uh, Pat Sampson is looking the other way, that's uh, right. as he is tonight. That's so. right. We're missing Pat Sampson. I was recently a guest on their show. So first, let me welcome to the show Jared and Jason Albrick. Welcome to Joe and Joe Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I, I um thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, yeah. Thanks for letting us be here. I'm excited to have uh, you guys. I I dressed up in in my full Dr. Mindbender costume for this, not realizing audio only. Well, that's okay. I uh I do have some dental work that I could use some help okay. with. So as long as you're <laughs> okay. in costume, I'd I like to, I'd like for you to I look at a molar. I tried to convince him to do uh, Tomax and Zaymot for the brothers' angle, but he didn't do it. I yeah. I really hope that you guys have at some point cosplayed as that, or well, I played do around the Doctor Mindbender as a go-to because it's a cosplay is as easy as don't have a shirt. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Real easy. And, to well, do but you got to get got to get the purple cape and a monocle and a mustache though. Oh, the devil! Oh, I just went shirtless. The, oh, oh no, that's no, that's just um, you're you're just road pig when you're just shirtless. Oh, just shirtless is a road pig. Uh, shirtless okay. with a cape is mind bender. So I'm road pig. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, what what cosplay is it when you're pantsless? So Jason, who's so who's the older brother here, guys? Uh, I'm the older brother, Jason. And, you're older, and the more handsome brother. Of course, the more handsome, and, yeah. and probably the more well read. And the more worldly and all that, all those good stuff. Uh, how many years older than you are, are you than Jared? Uh, we're uh, five years apart. Five years, okay. That's mm-hmm. that's good. But you're both into GI Joe. Yeah, we both got in, into GI Joe. I mean, I, I was a little bit older when Joe came out. I was about, I guess, what was I about twelve? Uh, and that would have made Jared about seven. And uh, uh, you know, Jared stayed with it definitely a lot longer than I did. You know, I, I, I grew up at about 35 and stopped playing with him. <laughs> well, I'm still going. <laughs> uh, wait, well, before we cast stones, Jason, you're, you're still doing a G.I. Joe podcast in 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's and, and you're, and I, you're, I mean, and your handle, your, your social handle is uh, weasel skull. So <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I don't think you've ever really quit. stopped. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, you caught, you caught me, Jim. Uh, and Jason, what what do you do in this in this uh, crazy world of ours? Well, uh, in this crazy world of ours, when I'm not podcasting, I work for uh, Washington State uh, Department of Ecology. I uh, write rules and develop plans for make making sure that we maintain good air quality in the state of Washington. That's very cool. How did you? I think how did so. you? Yeah. How did you get into that kind of a? Uh, career path what what did you study to get that oh man it is uh it, what a long strange trip it's been um i left the army i was an army intelligence analyst for about 14 years i left the army after my tour in iraq in 2005 wow. and then i went to college on the gi bill uh, at saint martin's university in olympia washington no relation and I, no relation all right <laughs> and uh I uh, studied I, I studied political science and international relations and, and graduated from there and uh, got hired uh, at Department of Ecology, um, started off as a grant writer, became a unit supervisor, 
and uh, and now I'm a unit supervisor, and I supervise a team of rule writers and planners. So that's kind of the Cliff's Notes version of how I got to where I am today. That's that's wild. That's it's quite a journey, and you're, that means you're going to bring some uh, military authenticity. So you 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 said you got out of Iraq in '05, or you joined up in '05? Uh, no, I joined I joined the army back in '91, uh, and I I left the army in 2005 mm. uh, after after my tour in Iraq. Mm. Well, thank you for serving. Um, I'm sure. I don't know. Good experience, bad experience. It sounds like it sounds like you made the most of your. It sounds like they made the most of it career wise. Yeah, I think like like anything. I mean, there was good and bad, and uh, I, you know, for the most part of it, I I made uh, some really good friends that have lasted uh, a lifetime. And uh, uh, you know, you take the good, you take the bad, pick take them both, the most, and there you there you have the facts of life. You know, yeah, so. it always comes back to Tootie. Now, Jared, yeah, it does. You are uh, you are known online as the yard sale artist. And you were telling me, you guys, uh, I was lucky to be a guest on your show, Joe Chronicles, Devils Do Years. We just did issue uh, 11. And you were telling me when we did that, that what you're, 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 you are an artist, which is amazing. But what you specifically do is you specifically find found items at yard sales and Mm -hmm. do art on those items. That is correct. I love it. And I've been, (laughs) since we've talked, I've, I've seen your stuff online and it's fabulous. So explain to our viewers more, like more detailed what that is. Okay. It's, it's a myriad of things really. Um, But yes, I mean, I make independent comics. I do pen and ink drawings, paintings, watercolors, all that, but they call me the yard sale artist because I will go to a yard sale. I will see a, let's say a painting and it's a very nice countryside and I'm like, you know, the Incredible Hulk would look cool standing in that field. So I'll add the Hulk to it. <laughs> or I love to find like abstracts. Like I was just showing Jason one that I did a Daredevil. It was like this this abstract painting. It was huge. And I just put a gigantic Daredevil on this abstract painting just to give it awesome pop and pizzazz. And, and I do that. Or I'll find one of my favorites is like I found a mirror and I painted the Silver Surfer on it. But like he's the only part I didn't paint. Mm. Um so he was still mirror and everything else around him was the space and the planets and stuff. And oh, it was, wow. it came out cool. And I like that one too, but yeah, uh, I, I am an artist by trade. Um, but I do want to just repeat a story for you. Yeah. Uh, I commissioned in the air force in 1999. I got out after my tour in Iraq in 2006. Jason See, and I come from very similar backgrounds. Wow. Yeah, we do, we do. Wow. So you followed in your brother's footsteps. So, so, yeah, our, so our father was a soldier. Our was he? Was a soldier. Our grandfather was a soldier. <laughs> like we go. Yeah. It's our family. thing. Wow. That's <laughs> wild. And so, and you were, you were army as well. I was air force. You were air force. Awesome. Yeah. And what, yeah. like, what, what were both of you? What was your, uh, like, what was your exiting ranks at? What, what did you guys leave the service as? Go ahead, Jason. Uh, I was picked up for promotion to uh, sergeant first class, uh, but I turned that down in order to uh, leave the army. Okay. So I left I, as a staff sergeant. Sorry, technically. Nice. What about you, Jared? I left as a captain. Nice. Now, who who ranks higher then? And I know they're different branches, so I don't know if there's a direct correlation. Like, spe- like specifically, I do, but like in life, <laughs> yeah. Jason. Does. Okay, I'm just you know, I just want. I guess I sure- became like a bum artist, and now he's like Walter Peck from the Ghostbusters. You know, he's out there enforcing those laws. And oh, making sure. <laughs> I, I have not Walter Peck. And he has, and he, and he has no, and he has no D. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I just you know, I just need to establish the hierarchy, especially amongst brothers. You know. Well, he's he's the older brother, but yes, I I became a commissioned officer. Um, so and I was yeah. an enlisted man. So no, yeah. that's right. And what did you do uh, in the Air Force, Jared? I was a communications officer. So if you breaker. think about like a breaker, yeah, absolutely. I was a breaker or, or mainframe. Yeah. Uh, deep down inside, I always want to be cover girl. But, oh, I'm well, sorry. Well. <laughs> Well, no, Who doesn't? Yeah, right. Well, that's one true. Courtney was a, a runway fashion model. I mean, that's the life. Let's get real here. If you um, saw my my gams, you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd understand. Did you ever like put on a beret and pretend you were dial tone? I actually had a black beret, so I could. Like oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Jason actually is. Yeah, your uniform looked closer to dial tone than mine did. <laughs> So question for both of you guys then. So you guys were, and we'll get into the origins of your Joe Love. Oh, Mary Jane. We'll get into the origins of your your Joe Love uh, as we go along the show. But 
you 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 obviously were fans of GI Joe as you as when you entered the army. That was that was something that was in your background. Oh yeah, yeah. How far? How removed from it? And I don't mean to trivialize any of the actual real life or death stuff that you guys may have gone through, but like how how far removed was GI Joe from your your brain? Because like I I don't know that I would ever be, like the entire time I would be constantly making comparisons. I would meet, I would meet, you, you, you know what I mean. I would meet someone who's an MP and I'd be like. <laughs> You know, in my head, I'd be like, "You're nothing like law, or, <laughs> or order." You know, or like order. like stuff like that. Like like, did you have those kinds of experiences in the military? You go first, Jason. I'll I'll do my story second. <laughs> okay, here, true story, true story for you for you, Joe. I had a buddy of mine in the army, Mike Guzman, and the whole time we were in Iraq, whenever he heard something that amused him or somebody said something funny, he had a notebook and he would write it down. And one time. I really amused him because we were sitting in there. I was working night shift. It's about 3 a.m. Nothing's going on. And we're kind of all sitting there just trying to stay awake. And somebody just broke out with the question. What's the name of those two Cobra brothers, the twin brothers? And I just said, Tomax and Zaymont. And everybody just thought that was so funny that I knew this stuff. They'd always come to me for all the comic book references. And he wrote that down and memorialized it. But uh, yeah. so, the, the second part of that story is, because they're coming over the ridge on a four by four. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. Joe was never, never really far from my mind. And I got to admit, you know, with when Larry Hama was writing the original series, like he put in a lot of stuff that really rings true to, to soldiers. And I remember having a coloring book as a kid where I think it was like zap or short fuse or one of them was pulling KP and having to peel potatoes. And that was yes. like just one of the pictures. <laughs> yep. And it, it says some things never change, you yep. know, and, and I thought of that, I thought of that coloring book and that picture many times when I was either pulling KP or guard duty or some, you know, that's fabulous. Yeah. Did you, did you guys uh, ever refer to uncle Sam as uncle sugar on payday? (laughs) I can't say that I did that one. I don't know if we ever did refer to him as uncle sugar. Always one of my favorite references that he would make always. Because it was universal, you know, you didn't even have to explain it. Like even as a kid, I got what they were talking about. It was Uncle Sam who who pays you out. It's Uncle Sugar. I thought there was one funny moment, and I don't remember which comic book issue it was, but in this issue, GI Joe is chasing Cobra, and they're in Washington State, my hometown. Yeah, I know the one. And, and they're on I five, uh, you know, and I five is just renowned for just always being in gridlock mm-hmm. and in this Joe issue, they are in literally a gridlock chase. Like they're like, they're looking at Cobra through binoculars up the, up the highway. <laughs> Cobra's looking back at them. It's like, Oh, we can't get them. You know? And, uh, I always thought that was funny as well. I was like, Larry Hava was just a master of, uh, of bringing a little bit of reality into oh. his GI Joe comics. He was the king. He was the king. Jared, what about you? Any any GI Joe reality into your uh, into your service? I will provide you with three GI Joe stories from. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, they're all short. Uh, story number one would be the time that the Air Force came out with a regulation that you would now wear a name tag on your blues coat uniform. Now I will repeat that. They said you must wear a name tag on your blues coat uniform. That was the reg. It did not say it had to have your name on it. So I had <laughs> I had two of them made. Well, three. I had one that said Albrick. I had one that said Sizzle Chest, so I could be Captain Sizzle Chest. <laughs> and I had one that said Beachhead. Oh, and I wear the amazing. Beachhead name tag. And Be- man, yeah, because Beachhead's your favorite guy. Yes, my superiors would be like, Albrick, what the hell are you doing? I said, I'm following the reg, sir. I'm following the reg. <laughs> And they'd be like, you got to wait. I said, read the reg again, sir. It doesn't say you have to have your name on I was that guy. You know, oh, I was that yeah. guy. Uh, and so second story. Well, is, uh, real you know, quick, was... say that, that sizzle chest story. I want you to retell that on my Jerky Boys podcast that we're going <laughs> to. You get the reference. Oh, I, I get the, oh, I get the reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most yeah. people don't. Most people just think it's funny. <laughs> I'd be called Captain Sizzle Chest. So story number two. Um, again, I was in the Air Force. So when we prepped to deploy to Iraq, 
we have to go through what we call real soldier training for a few days mm -hmm. where we have to like go and qualify on an M16 and crawl through the mud and confidence course, very physical stuff because the army's more so into that than the air force is admittedly. Yeah. So we have to go kind of take a crash course in, in surviving in a combat zone. And you do that for about a week. And, and we were just all dog tired and our, our drill sergeant that was running us through, uh, he was worn out, tired, and just no motivation in the end of this one day. We had to go through the course just one more time. And he's like, somebody get me through this course. Somebody sing a song. So I just started up with, we'll fight for freedom. Yes. <laughs> so, and like everybody knew the song. They were like, G.I. Joe's. <laughs> we we like the, the biggest bunch of nerds crawling through the, the confidence yeah. course, singing the Joe song. But I was so proud. I was like, I couldn't believe how many, I would say 90% of the people knew you know most yeah. of the song it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a catchy tune <laughs> i was like wow yeah we all nerds here so that's that's item number there's, two there's one guy in the back he was doing the movie version cobra yeah but uh yeah and then finally one of my jobs uh, at my last assignment uh in san antonio texas uh, I was in charge of evaluations, which meant I would go around and make sure that everybody in our unit, you know, knew what they were doing, evaluate them, score them, rank them, find things they could do better. I was also in charge of developing war games. Okay. Like I had to, I had to like, my team would present a war game scenario. Like, Hey, guess what? Tomorrow we're going to war with boom. And I give them a map. I give them their unit strengths, all that stuff. What are you going to do? Go. Mm -hmm. And they have to like crisis plan. Is it, you know, that, that for real life, yeah, you, know, you never yeah. know who you're going to war with in the morning. Right. So you got to be ready. So me and my team, I had to make a completely fictional place called Cobra Island. <laughs> and I got all the info from the comics. We built this whole thing and we just dropped it on everybody. Okay. Cobra people are like, what the hell is Cobra Island? I was like, don't worry about it. Just war, war, war plan for it. Here's what you got to do. And as people started like looking things up on the internet, they said, oh, okay. And it was so funny because they all kind of embraced it. They were just yeah. like, oh. And they were like, well, who is this Cobra Commander guy? I'm like, look him up on the internet. Find out what, he, what, he's, what he's capable of. Okay. okay, wait a minute. If they said, who, who is this Cobra Commander guy? The first thing should have been a slap across the face. Yeah. It's you, not, you're it's, fired. Yeah. It's not they're like, who is this Budo guy? <laughs> it was cobra commander everybody but, knows cobra commander come on people i i yeah i just think it's important that your listening audience knows that at one point in time your actual united states military was war game planning against cobra island i for real love that that is so that's a real that is, thing that is breaking news i've got the chiron up on the screen and i absolutely <laughs> absolutely love that uh that's awesome and was it like what was the what was the objective a um a freight a freighter at the center of the island possibly with robots <laughs> hidden <laughs> i wish i could remember the details because uh again i was the captain well, of course you know so my guys made more of the details as a captain you pretty much so just fill out the leave schedule Got and it. um now being i don't know that's about a, it really being a, <laughs> I, now i know now i know beachhead's your favorite but being in Hell the Air yeah. Force, I'm surprised you didn't go like arm bruster or something like go ace, you know, or ace, uh, you know, you know or something see, like that. What you got to understand, though, is there's a culture within the culture. If you're in the Air Force and you're not a pilot. Oh, you, screw those guys. Oh, <laughs> got it. Got it. And vice versa. They, they think we're scum of the earth, but it's a loving brotherhood. But yeah, I, I definitely have a soft spot for mainframe and breaker because I was a comms sure, guy. Yeah. But beachhead. I looked at that file card, place of birth, Auburn, Alabama. That's where I went to college, War Eagle all day, awesome. every day. So I'm on, well, I'm on Beachhead. Well, let's, I mean, let's be real though. Beachhead is pretty great. Like, oh, he's, he's great. He's phenomenal as a character, both in characterization and in look. Like the yes. the, the dude that never takes his, never takes his, uh, those baklava, baklava is a, a, a dessert. That sounds delicious. Baklava. baklava. <laughs> I like a baklava. What, what are those called? Balakava? Balakava, right? That's what those are called. The full face mask. Let's go with yes. Yeah, yes, I think they're called. I think they're technical terms like balakava. I think I learned that from Call of Duty. Is <laughs> the guy that you know like never takes it off, but not because he's scarred up like Snake Eyes. It's just because he's so intense and so into his job. Mm -hmm. Like the only time oh, he, I love Beach. There was one episode you saw his face, and that was because of an animation mistake. Like his the front of his face <laughs> just disappeared. Um, I could swear there was an episode of one of the like oh. mid two thousands where they gave him like a surfer guy accent, which was oh, really totally, weird. That's terrible. No, actually, I think <laughs> I think there was one episode. I think there was one episode that they purposely did. He didn't. They went out on the town. 
Yes, there was. I think it was one of the ones like where they were in their civilian clothes. And nice. yes, Beachhead was a part of it, if I'm remembering this properly. And that was like the only episode we really saw him. But oh. he was great. Like I his, love Beachhead. His persona was great. He was he was like he had your back, but he would give you no quarter. You had to live mm-hmm. up to his goals and his standard of excellence. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise he's gonna <laughs> let you know about it. But you know that there's no one else that's gonna be on your team more than Beachhead. That's right. Yep. He has the man. Yeah. He said he's didn't it say on his foul card something like he'd he'd be the guy that like sit just sit in the bush and wait for the enemies to come by. Doesn't care how long it takes, days, weeks, months. He'll just sit there and wait. Yeah. And wait, that, that makes and sense. Wait. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's not like he's getting dates. He he's, wears a mask all the time. Who's who's taking him out on a date? He's got nothing else to do. Jason, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite, Joe? You know, I'm going back to the uh, the the originals, and I've always been a big fan of Stalker. I love oh, Stalker. Yeah. yeah, good, good, very good. Now, toy or comic book, or I mean, they're you know, essentially all the same. But you know, like, what which version of it rings most true to you? Well, you know, originally I really liked the toy just because I thought he was visually very cool. You know, when mm-hmm. it, when the original figures came out. You know, there there were a few that were different, you know, Scarlet and Snake Eyes and, and Stalker were really kind of the three that stood out. And I, I remember reading the back of that file card. I love the fact that he could speak many languages, that he was also a medic and a medical interpreter. Mm-hmm. And, an, and when my dad explained to me what an army ranger was, I was like, oh, that is so cool. Um, so it started with the figure, and then as I got into the comics, I, I loved the character in the comics as well. I mean, I remember, you know, I remember the uh, issue when he, like, fights an alligator with a yes. knife. Yes. And, and <laughs> it's just, just a knife. Ends up eating that alligator for dinner. Yeah. I oh. Just, oh, I just love that, man. So, yeah, stalk, Stalker all day for me. I, I think he's pretty great. And what I loved was he was one of the Joes that they really fleshed out a family life for him. Uh, yes. So, yeah. You know, where we're like him, Grunt, they gave a bit of a family life too, but stuff outside of the military. And that was, I thought it was dynamite. And yes. any, yep. you know, I'm a, I'm an old school Snake Eyes head. So, you know, the fact that he was on the LRRP with Snake Eyes and when in that story, he's also, he's not, a, he's not, he's not a bad guy by any stretch, but he's not the good guy in that story. No, nope. you know, like, and he carried that guilt with him. He's on the helicopter going, let's go. We got to go. Snake Eyes is dead. You know, let's let's leave him. And he carried that guilt. And I thought that was so deep and so wonderful in the comic. Even even when I was a kid, I saw that that this and, and there was um, it was either in that episode or was there a couple of a couple issues later where like they he got that he was able to exercise that. I remember we did it on, on one of my Joe and Joe Illustrated episodes where there's um oh, it's the one when he gets shot. That's what it is. It's when they're on Cobra Island and he takes the hit for Snake Eyes. Yep. Do you remember that? And he gets shot up and they're carting him off and he feels like that's his, uh, we're we're even now, brother, because, you know, because I was going to leave you, leave you in Vietnam. And, you know, Snake Eyes, of course, is like, we were always even. You didn't need to do this, you know, but thanks for getting shot for me. Yeah, no, I, I. I really liked how how uh, Stalker did have that that role, and and he was tied into that story that 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 crucial story between uh, Snake Eyes and mm-hmm. and uh, Storm Shadow and and going all the way back to Vietnam with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, like I said, it's uh, the seed was planted with the action figure, but Larry Hama's run on GI Joe is. Um, what what really carried the day yeah, for me it's it's not going to be topped really so brothers what is your exposure to gi joe extreme i'll defer to my older brother and let him go first oh it's going to be real short for me <laughs> this is this this is this is going to be my inaugural gi joe extreme cartoon viewing uh this is my debut right That's here exciting it's exciting to quote uh, Goodfellas. You broke your cherry. Yep, exactly. I'm going to have my cherry broken tonight. Oh, I'm excited. We're going to walk you through everybody, explain to you what's going on, explain to you why it's awesome, explain to you why Hasbro and GI Joe need to hashtag release the extreme. Jared, what about you? What was your what's your exposure to, to GI Joe Extreme? You know, very similar to Jason. Uh, my only exposure to GI Joe Extreme is as a punchline. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's this, it's this punching bag of the GI Joe universe. People are always like, yeah, joke stream. So lame, blah, blah, blah. Um, I caught a whiff over on GI Joe Chronicles when we had you on for your first appearance mm-hmm. and you were like, Ooh, better than people say it is. And my ears perked up and I, cause I love that. Cause that's the way I feel about the devil's do run that we're covering a lot of, it's a punchline for a lot of people. They're like, Oh, oh that run. Oh no. Oh, that run. They're really, I'm like, yeah, people great. punchline devil's do. <laughs> Oh, I've heard a punchline. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Devil's do is great. Like, yeah, yeah what don't they they kill off uh Lady J, right? At some point. I don't want to I don't want to reveal Spoiler, we're not Yeah, like that, you know. I'm I'm <laughs> never All I know is Lady J still alive in 11. So I'm never know. down. I'm never down with that. I'm never down with that. But I, I thought Devil's do was great though. I don't no, no. Oh, but yes, yeah, but... you're right. Extreme has always been a punchline. Yeah, that's and that's all I know about. I've never I didn't even know it got an animated show until you were like, hey, over on my show, we're cover, covering the extreme. And I was like, it was a show. <laughs> it yeah, was a show? it was completely and, off my radar. Um, I had heard of it. But again, punchline, you, you know, the word extreme in the 90s. So, of course, you assume it's it's one thing. And it is very much that let's not, you know. So there are episodes of my own show where I was slagging on extreme, you know, for the name for being 90s the designs are a little you know there's so many pouches and shoulder pads and, and knee guards and like there's all that stuff but you know after watching them the show's got a lot of merit to it the story is really really cool it's really deep the art style um while it's i prefer the sunbow stuff it it re- it it grows on you and uh, i'm excited for you guys to see this i'm fired up yeah oh, i'm ready to watch it yeah very cool so listeners uh, if you've got your episode out there, today's episode is called The Search for Clancy, and it's uh, episode five of season two. So that means we're almost about at the halfway point for season two, which means we've only got eight episodes left after this, guys. Eight episodes to wrap up the epic story of G.I. Joe. Extreme! And, uh, <laughs> man, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And what's really cool about this episode, we also get introduced to a new character, Last episode, we got introduced to a new assassin for Scar. This week, we get introduced to Tracker, who is a new member of the Joe on or Joe and Joe team. Yeah, I, you know, my podcast. No, he's a new member of the GI Joe Extreme team, um, which is very cool. It's kind of like a mix between uh, Mutt and Spirit. So he's got a dog, and he's he's awesome. I would have loved to have seen an action figure for this guy. So, um, you know, without any further ado, gentlemen, are you guys ready to watch this? I am ready. I'm locked, cocked, and ready to rock, as we used to say. Oh, real quick, before we start, let's all do our socials. When you guys are on online, find me at Joe and Joe Pod. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, send me an email to Joe and Joe Pod at gmail.com. Let me know if you want to be a guest on the show. If you do remember all guests, not only do you get access to the actual episode we're going to watch, but I've got a Google Drive with all these episodes. And you want to know why that's the only way you can watch it? Because they're not released. And if you want to get them released, what you do is you go on social media, guys. You tag Hasbro, you tag Shout Factory, you tag G.I. Joe Official, and you say, hashtag release the extreme. We're doing this, guys. We're building up this groundswell. We're getting this trending. We need. So this is a movement. It's a movement. All we right. need G.I. Joe to release the extreme. We want to see cleaned up episodes of this. We want G.I. Joe to embrace this two or three year dark period of their history because it's not as bad as people think and more people should see it. And I promise you it will get more love. Absolutely promise you. Jared, where can we find you online? I can be found at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist or over on YouTube. If you search Yard Sale Artist, you will find my channel where I'm either drawing pictures or sharing my Yard Sale finds. Hashtag release the extreme. Nice. Jason, what about you? You can find me at Weasel Skull over on Twitter or at Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram. And uh, yeah, hashtag release those extremes, man. Release those extremes. And real quick, uh, Jared, if if our listeners want to get commissions from you, you do you do you do mail order, right? It's not just in person sales? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, ever since the COVID's hit, I have exclusively been mail <laughs> order and and you know thank thank god because business has been great so absolutely Good. yeah check out my stuff i i'm kind of most known right now for book page sketches yeah i, I do characters uh from the books on the books i just saw and you joe did, you, I, well yeah joe's been popular 
Uh, I do joke characters on pages from uh, uh, an actual army infantry manual. Oh, nice. I actually just did one today, a bifurcated, if I can use a big word, a bifurcated snake eyes and storm shadow that I did for a client today. Nice. It's not only bifurcated, but it's like half of the face is snake eyes <laughs> and the other half is storm shadow. Nice. <laughs> but I'm sorry. They're I, the, I amal- they're the amalgamated Joe. I saw the, the other day you posted a Sean Connery that was from a ripped out page from a You Only Live Twice paperback. Yes, it was yes. beautiful. Um, yes. Absolutely thank you, thank gorgeous. You. And I wanna I wanna just reassure the audience that I don't just like go f- I mean, there's no way I would go find an Ian Fleming, you only live twice, and tear a page out of it and draw Sean Connery on. What no, I do is I'd I, have to whoop him if he did. Yeah, I, I have Jason. one. I have one. I have my because my, my dad <laughs> used to read them when he was a kid, and so he let me take them when I when, well when I, I, I find them. I find them at yard sales, Goodwills, Christian missions, um, discard from my local library gives, gives me stuff. Um, I, and they're falling apart. You know, those old, those right. old paperbacks didn't, weren't made to last and the pages are falling apart. They got torn covers. Some pages got stains, whatever. That's where I get all my books from. So sometimes I get people who are like, I really love your art, but I could never do that to a book. I just want to be very clear. They're all damaged books. They're all damaged nice. books. And I'm just giving them a second life as, as art. So just want to make that clear because I do get letters. Oh, do you really? People ask. About I, that? Do. I, I do. I do. Wow. No. Harry Potter fans are. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Don't get me started. Because there aren't enough copies of Harry Potter out there. I know. They're like, how could you do this to a Harry Potter book? And I'm like, I swear it was damaged already. I didn't do it. A Muggle did it. Awesome. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited, guys. So search for Clancy, listeners. Get ready. Get ready to hit play, guys. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go, and here. We go. I mean, you don't you don't waste any time getting Black Dragon's crotch right in your face. And that's what's, that's what's amazing about this show. The very first shot is is a, is a man in black jumping crotch first right in your face. It's like it's like the movie Cats watched this and took inspiration. <laughs> It's a, um, let's tone it down a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. uh, it's The Search for Clancy, written by David Anthony Kraft, who he's an accomplished uh, comic book writer. Uh, we see we're somewhere in the North Atlantic. Now, uh-huh. to catch you guys up on where we're at, this is episode five. The previous four episodes have been playing off of the cliffhanger from the first season, which was Clancy, who is their CIA liaison picture. He's literally, I believe, named after Tom Clancy. Um, right. But picture like a man in black kind of a guy, you know, sunglasses and um, never takes his shades off kind of a guy. He was replaced by Iron Claw. And Iron Claw is the Cobra commander of this era. Oh, and, and so Iron, learn. Yeah. And Iron Claw was was undercover for four whole episodes. And it was great because he was sending the Joe team to get their butts kicked. Oh, that's clever. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the way he thinks. Can I be an artist nerd for a second? Sure. This this, this heavy use of black and the shading and the animation is incredible. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, I just had to get that out there. No, I love it. No, that's we talk about that a lot on the show. I think it hides a lot of the um, you know, like a lot of the budget flaws on the show, you know? <laughs> I was about to say this is how I ink because I, I do ink into indie comics. I'm like, this is how I ink. And in the back of my mind, I was because so I can hide my flaws. Yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> no, you're I mean it's true. It is true. It it looks it, cool. It, yeah. it's like nothing I've ever seen before. So if you've it ever, gets unique points. Well, it's very much like so this guy, Tracker. He's a brand Ooh. new Joe guy. He's a brand he new He looks ma- like he would sell you a nickel bag as well. Yeah, he does. Right. He does. <laughs> and he comes of, with, of he, snacks. I just want to be clear. Yeah, of snacks, sure. Yeah. That's <laughs> Clancy. So okay. Yeah, so that's what and so Clancy is missing. And look at Tracker's got his dog, and his dog's uh, got a great name. Oh shoot! What is it? Um, it's like a Native American name. It's awesome. I love this. I love that heavy black ink. I, I'm look, probably gonna say that a hundred times. The the dog slash wolf. Oh, he's, oh yeah! Look at that. He's catching the scent from his glasses. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah. He's like, this guy's definitely been to Taco Bell recently. For who's sure. The the, who's the guy in the mask? Uh, that's Black Dragon. He's a sarcastic oh. snake guy. So he's a martial arts expert, but with a uh, picture like Deadpool. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. but he's a martial arts expert. Is that heavy duty? That is freight. Or... No, that's a. They're all brand new. That's a guy called. All that's brand a, new. Yeah, that's a guy called Freight. He's very much like heavy duty. Um, 
he's a little he's a he's an ex football player who okay. who found his calling in the military. And and Meanwhile. there was a wonderful episode where he uh for for reasons he left the military cuz he someone got hurt and he thought it was his fault so he felt guilty. He went back to play football, played one game of football, of course dominated and was like, "You know what? I'm not using my powers to the best of my capability. I have to go back to the J.I. Joe team. It was oh, awesome. Spider-Man, like Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, or like Superman when his dad was like, you're not here to send, you're not here to score touchdowns, kid. It was totally that moment. So here we go. Tracker has immediately okay. found where they were keeping Clancy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. okay. So help me out with the character names. And then who's the guy who's clearly the Duke analog? That is Lieutenant Stone. And Lieutenant, All right. yeah, and Lieutenant Stone, he absolutely is the Duke analog. He is Ooh, big he's up for the lead. He's the lead. He's fresh out of a coma. Well, that's how we all come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the lieutenant. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and what was great was if you noticed in the first scene, he was wearing. Oh, and actually, it still has it on. He has a bandage on his arm, and that's the remnant of him being in a coma. Because guys, this show has continuity. Continuity. Absolutely. What? This show a has unique inking style, new characters. I love it. Yeah. The show has episode to episode continuity. So I'm thinking if the army's if the Joe team's drug testing for performance enhancing drugs, <laughs> all three of these fellas are gonna fail. <laughs> oh yeah, there's definitely some HGH involved in this GI oh, Joe. Oh yeah. The the designs on this show are wild. They are um I, I like it though. They're, they're, they, yeah, they all look like monsters, and when they when they stand next to normal civilians on the show, it is even more apparent of how much HGH is being used. <laughs> I, I wasn't into the collecting figures anymore, but I remember this got a line of figures. Yes, right. Yes, absolutely. It got one and, and line. How how were they taller? They, were they three and three quarter. They were they... they were a little larger. Yeah, they were a little larger, and they were more posed. Uh, do you remember the line um, Justice League uh, Task Force? The or the Justice League what was it called Justice League Unlimited line in the mid nineties? Yes, where, where they yes. were all posed and staggered. You know, yes. like it wasn't just Batman standing there. It was like Batman in a crouch with his arms up. Mm-hmm. That 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 was that came out of Kenner. And Kenner, okay. uh, Hasbro bought Kenner at the time, and so they gave the G.I. Joe license to the Kenner people. So, okay. So these extreme guys are very much in those. Ex- oh, it's Extreme Justice. That's what it was called. That's what, yeah, I got yeah. it. Extreme yeah. Justice. Yeah. I had that whole that whole collection. I love those figures. Yeah. So they're very much. I agree. They look great. I don't. It didn't translate that well to G.I. Joe, though. Be- yeah, you fair know, because G.I. Joe's more the, you know, the everyman. Um, oh, the his wolf is Lakota. That's the name of the wolf, and I love it. Lakota. Lakota. There's so a, a helicopter in the Army inventory called the Lakota. Hmm. I'm a big helicopter. I I live down by Fort Rucker, which where Army does all their helicopter training. So I'm a helicopter nerd. Okay. Well, um, are you a big Wild Bill stand then? I am actually because oh, he, man, he well, flew well, the well. Dragonfly, which is the the analog for the AH-1 Cobra, which is what Jason and I's father flew in Desert Shield. And pretty much his entire army career. Really? Yes. Yeah. So your father was over there in uh, like 91? Yes. Yes. Oh, fantastic. How was that weekend? (laughs) (laughs) We were like, where's dad? Why is Jason working the grill? Actually, he was gone gone longer than you might (laughs) No, I I imagine. Yeah, no, I imagine. Well, that's wild. um, How long was he over there? Uh, it was about a year, wasn't about it? A year, year and a half, something like that, you know. And I mean, I know I'm supposed to be watching this cartoon, but I got to give big ups to to military wives, man, and military moms for that take sure. care of all that stuff while everybody's for gone. sure. They hold it down, man. Yeah, they hold it so down like crazy. We're, we're going to commercial. We're going to be right back. All right, the Joes are in a pickle by military moms. Listeners, I know what you need in your life. You need more podcasts, and you also love movies. So why not do a podcast? It's about not, not one movie. It's about not two movies. It's about three movies and a meal. I'm talking the movies and a meal podcast. This show is great. It's brought to you by Keith, Brad, and Ben. And each week they bring a new movie to the table, which they all discuss as a group. And it's not, you know, your highfalutin movies. It's what we do in the shadows. The Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. 
and out of sight. You know, it's Bad Education, Ghost Rider, and A View to a Kill. It's X-Men Last Stand, Queen Sugar, The Mandalorian, and Major League Two. They are a lot of fun to listen to. You guys know Ben. It's our friend Ben Penserga. He was a guest on Joe and Joe. In fact, Ben was the very first remote guest that I ever had on this podcast, so he's always got a special place in my heart. I'm really digging this. I, I just started listening to it last week. It is a lot of fun. They bring a guest in. The guest, uh, I, I listened to their Heather's episode. They they were joined by Kelly, and she went in-depth on her favorite movie, which was Heather's, and it made me want to go watch Heather's to watch with them. I really dig it. So, guys, find them out there, at Movies and a Meal, Twitter, Instagram. Their website is moviesandameal.podbean.com. They put out one episode a week. Give them a listen, guys. Support them. Let them know Joe on Joe sent you. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. It is quite entertaining. And now back to the show. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> the, so the Joes and the storyline, they've tracked down Clancy to, I believe they're in Hong Kong. And now they're clearly, yeah. Now they're fighting basically the local mafia, which is great. Scar or like Scar is not even in this story. It's oh, it's, he's getting wailing on that guy. Yeah. Pounded, man. Oh, man. yeah, and Black Dragon's their martial artist, so it makes sense that he'd be here. Freight yeah. is just a brick house. Freight can lift tanks, by the way, guys. Oh, and nice. also oh, okay. they're also um, they're also fighting in. Um, 1886 by the looks of the animation (laughs) 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 they've got like the old style boats everyone's wearing everyone's wearing a gi they've all got you know they've they've, (laughs) like i think this one guy has a patch yeah like uh what's his name richard uh richard burton was it richard burton from shogun he's in the background Oh, Richard Chamberlain. Richard Chamberlain, Richard Chamberlain, yeah. <laughs> Richard Chamberlain's walking around shirtless in the background. <laughs> yeah, it is very... Times have not advanced. Oh, no, no, no. They've now. got a great look, though. They do got a great look. I'll tell you that. And what's yeah, really funny, guys, done. is this is actually, uh, in case you didn't know this, Extreme is actually like 20 or 10 or 20 years in the future. So, oh, okay. And it's after the collapse of the Soviet Union. So dumb bastards. Oh, yeah. And look at oh, her. By the, that's... <laughs> That's uh, that's Steel Raven, and oh, wow. and she's amazing. So this is um, with the Soviet Union collapse. Let's let's say maybe maybe there was like this just total collapse in technology, you know. So so okay. So maybe they did revert back to the old medieval ways because there were some terrible things going on there <laughs> on that continent. I, I want to be an art nerd again and just point out like. Right, right there. Look at the backgrounds. Yeah, it, it's it's simple color palettes with black streaks, but it totally works. I love it. Pops. I love the design. Mm-hmm. I love this guy with the scar on his head. Absolutely, he's great. And how, how I mean, how easy it would have been to just give me a dude with an eye patch and you know the Fu Manchu mustache. Mm-hmm. But they also apparently from that reverse shot, they also make him fat and they give yeah. him a scar. <laughs> they give him a scar. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he can get you a good deal on a Mogwai too. Yes, he absolutely can. So the guys, they, um, I don't know how Trekker's doing it. Earlier, he was going into like a meditation trance. So it's like he's. I was like, gonna ask that. you. About yeah, that. it's yeah. like he's tap. Well, this is our first seeing him. So if he's mystical, that's brand new to all of us. So he's okay. like he's like tapping into the Earth's energy, and that's how he's tracking Clancy. So they well, they, they they find their way to this um, abandoned boat with a bunch of prisoners on it. Of course, they ignore all these other wretches who are in jail. <laughs> and uh, they're not going to rescue those guys. They're just here for their man, Clancy. Hey, man, mission's a mission. Yeah. Which, uh... Keep quiet. We'll get you all out oh. of here as soon as we find Clancy. I take that back. Stone uh. just promised that he will get them all out there. And I love that he said, uh. when we find Clancy, because they all know who Clancy is. Um, and Clancy, if you guys have ever seen uh, Planet of the Apes, do you remember um, Taylor's buddies? Taylor's buddy who had his brain cut out? That's oh, essentially Clancy man. right now. Clancy is a wow. zombie. Now, I don't. he hasn't had brain surgery per se, but he is absolutely not with it. Yeah, he has left the building. You cut out his brain! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, 
That's kind of what you look like when you finish watching the Deke series, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> listen. That, listen, that Deke series put me on a year hiatus. So, <laughs> and I'm not, yourself. and I am not joking. It's I was when I finished the Deke series, I was like, I need to take a break. No, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. There's there's plenty to love about the Deke series, but watching them like in a run like you did, I, I get it. Oh, I get, I get it totally. Yeah, and then then there was we absolutely found stuff to love about it. Um. I, with that Deke series, in, in retrospect, I kind of just wish they had taken whatever budget they had and said, instead of doing, you know, 26 episodes per season, we're only going to do 15 and use that budget to do a better, you know, better animation on it. That was the biggest flaw of that show. And what's funny is that mm. show, the way it looked, is the stepping stone between Sunbow and this, where the animation is, they're, they're not pumping as much money into the frame, like the frame rate, per se, we'll say. Right, right. But but yeah. they learn from the DIC stuff that when you cover it with all these heavy blacks, it makes for a smoother show for less money. It does. And that's all, I mean, let's be real. That's all me surmising it from, you know, from no, what I, we can I see. But I, from everything I, I know it. about the animation in the 90s, it was all about doing it cheaper, doing it faster. They, they hadn't yet hit, you know, computers yet. And you're not getting faster frame rates. You can clearly see that, you know, you're not getting but, the kind of yeah. high budgets that, that the Sunbow stuff had. Clever artistic ways though, to get mileage, mm -hmm. like the background. Hey, absolutely. And... Yeah, absolutely. And look at, I mean, look at you, you said earlier, Batman, the animated series, I think this hues closer to X-Men, but you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, Batman, yeah, yeah, yeah. the reason Batman looks so good is because so much of it is covered up, you know? Yep. But they just did it in that art deco style so that it, totally fits mm -hmm. in that world if you try to do that on jay joe i don't you know this is probably as close as you can get yeah you know? in the art world especially in the inking business there's an old cliche phrase but maybe some of your listeners haven't heard it. it's called when in doubt black it out <laughs> and because because the human mind will fill in something yep. a lot of times more more cool than you had intended to put in that space <laughs> you're a hundred percent right so, yeah, they really made use yeah, of it. I, I dig I, this design. Yeah, so we're going to commercial. We're going to be right back. Today's file card features on the G.I. Joe Combat Cannon, codenamed the Detonator. The Detonator was first released in the U.S. toy stores in 1995 and came with the Sergeant Savage figure. They're calling him the V2. That's the V2 from this line. And if you're keeping track, that's like the seventh Sergeant Savage that's come out between the two in this line and the five or so that came out with his own uh, one line of figures. So he jumps up to the top of like the who has so many action figures list. The detonator is very cool. It's blue and gray. It's 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 very much like the other battle platform that we did a few episodes back. The uh, Spitfire where it's got this futuristic look, big cannon, it's got the slam firepower technology that they were calling it, where it actually fires the foam missiles. It has a seat for Sergeant Savage to sit in. It's stationary, it doesn't have wheels or anything for transportable purposes. Um, so it's, it's, it's okay, you know, these futuristic battle platforms are okay. At least it does fit him in it. I don't think that you can that he goes flying out of this the thing i liked about that spitfire was if it got hit um whoever was sitting in that chair went flying i don't think that happens with uh this one this looks like if you're in it you're you're in it to win it one of the very 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 cool things that i like about it is it comes with targets and on those targets is iron claw and that's pretty great yeah detonator combat cannon that stands there we salute you <laughs> yeah, freight might be. He dead. took a hit. To <laughs> oh, let's get real. Oh no, yeah, but, snake oh, eyes, oh no. there you go, man. All these, all these, all these bad guys. They're all. They all seem to have a bit of a weight problem. <laughs> they just look oh, so man. doughy. All of them. He's straight up torturing fake. But I'll tell shadow. you, uh, Black Dragon looks really great this season. They also they tweaked the designs a little oh. bit. I believe. I think everyone looks super sharp this season. I like that headbutt. That was yeah. Nice. Freight's great. Freight, Has I anyone think, seen my neck? Yeah, he's no. no <laughs> I don't have one. Um, it's funny though. We actually haven't this year. We have not seen a lot of uh, the the bad guys of Scar. So there were in the first season we saw there. There really are only what is it? Three it was wreckage, rampage, and inferno. Those are the three captains, right? Um, okay. And we saw them all the time. Every episode, we got a lot of them. We're five episodes in, and I think we've only seen rampage and wreckage once and maybe inferno once and hmm. that's and that's a lot like that's 
that's that's a big shift for the show because we even got origins for those guys in the first season, which is also something that this show did that Sunbow never did. Like they they went deep into the origins of the bad guys and some of the Joes, more of the bad guys though. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, lasers. Lasers. They also vary the lasers on this too. Last episode, I noticed um, Freight was shooting a gun that it wasn't just like a traditional laser shot, but it was like circular. Think of Leia's stun gun in Star Wars A New Hope. That Right, like, right. That's what Freight was shooting. And I'm like, that's a nice change too. So um, <laughs> so now we're going, we're heading towards a toxic waste dump. Mm-hmm. And this uh, this bad guy with the scar. scar eye patch. His, yeah, eye patch mm-hmm. guy. Uh oh. Oh, and here we go. So now we got some oh. soldiers of Scar. Uh oh. Oh. The tables have turned, Lieutenant Stone. Oh, how the tables have turned. So, Jason oh, and Jared, on my show, we love to give ourselves, uh, find my guests, a G.I. Joe code name. Or perhaps right. you want to be a member of Cobra or Scar or Extreme or the Dreadnoughts. <laughs> Or a, an Iron Grenadier. It doesn't matter. But we, we love to do this, and it's a lot of fun. So you guys already kind of come with your own nicknames. But I'm thinking, is there is there any... Uh, are you interested in, in redefining yourself? Or with your with the names that you guys roll with, do you want to then uh, take your assume your place on the team? And, w- and what would your team... What would your affiliation be, and what would your, what would your job be on the team? Okay, okay. Boy, got me thinking. I tell you what, I, I got an answer right off the bat. Okay, go for it. Go for it. I, I, you know, even though I am Death Probe, and I always will be, given this this leeway, you're not you're like not going to be a Cobra proctologist. I no no, that sounds like a real pain. In, never mind. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to be Cobra. Okay. Um, I, I my specialty will be um, long range planning and strategic development. Because they clearly have an opening there. Yes. Um, and my code name would be M- uh, Mildly Competent. That would actually be my code name. They'd be like, where's Captain Mildly Competent? Because I feel like if I was mildly competent at Cobra, I could really rise up the ranks really, You really fast. would be an yeah. absolute king amongst amongst. Yes. Amongst would peasants. be like, I need him at my right hand. He's mildly I, competent. I need mildly competence. That's yes, all I so, need. I need mild competence. Where is he? That's all like, I like, need. Dudes like Major Blood would be watching me like, damn, mildly competent. How do you do it? You yeah, know? but then but he would write a poem about you. <laughs> Major Blood. Yeah, young go, yeah. go-getters going places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish. And I do it just by thinking things through, which clearly yeah. Cobra has never yeah, yeah, done. yeah. Oh, let's let's run this out to the end game. You, bla- <laughs> you you black out half uh, one uh, one half of the whole world. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna black then, everything out. And oh, then and then <laughs> what? And then what? How are those people gonna get you all the money and all the goods that yes. you're demanding they give you if they can't drive their boats? Yes, I okay. recently watched a cartoon from the '80s cartoon, and they were like, "We want this these people to give us these supplies they need." The people were like, "No," and they're like, "Well, then we'll bomb you." I'm like, "Well, then you just destroyed the supplies." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it totally. So That's okay, well, I love it. I love Captain it. Mildly, mildly, yeah. mildly competent. Welcome to the Joe yeah. and Joe. T- or I was well, you're a Cobra, so welcome to the Cobra right. team. But the Joe and Joe Thank squad. You. Now, Jason, Thank you, sir. Jason, what what, what about yourself? Well, I, I was giving it some thought while Jared was rambling on there. And uh, I think that, you know, as I said, I'm, a, I'm an environmentalist uh, and air quality professional. And I know that in the real army, there are environmentalists to make sure that we, um, you know, that we were protecting nature and making sure that we weren't doing, doing permanent harm to the local ecology. And I don't think I don't remember seeing a Joe equivalent to that. So I think there's an opening for an environmentalist on their team. And so I think I will call myself since I'm an air quality profession professional codename air supply. <laughs> are you yeah. Are you all out of love? Yeah, I was just you beat me, do it. What? I can make love out of nothing at all. Oh, <laughs> That's oh, fabulous. That Her is name air supply. Yeah. I love well, it. I, I, that is so great. Air supply. Welcome to the GI Joe team. 
Um, <laughs> I feel like you and Airtight are going to be like mm-hmm. bunk bunk mates. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to be buddies. We're yeah, battle buddies. Yeah, all out of love. That's so great. So on the show, the Joes have uh, they've not only rescued Clancy, but they also use the um, kind of like the brainwave scanner, basically. I, I, to, yeah, I thought yeah, it, I thought it was like, it was to restore his to restore his his functioning. And uh, once all my secrets were back in my own brain, I sent Scar a false code. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. So once his secrets were back in, he gave Scar a false code. And now Clancy's back on top of his game. I like how they've worked in like a like a like a real CIA connection. Almost steals, round the... just steals his glasses. Yeah. Weren't those broken before? No, He's well, back. no, the, no, those, those he just stole Tracker's glasses. Wow. The broken ones, this is amazing. The broken ones are actually a plot point from the final episode of the first season. Oh, geez. When he was kidnapped, his glasses got broken and knocked off. And Stone found the broken glasses. And then when he met quote unquote Clancy at the end of the episode, Clancy was wearing his glasses because it was really Ironclaw in disguise. And two episodes from from where we're at here, Stone finally remembered, oh, wait a minute, your glasses were broken when I saw you last. That means you weren't really Clancy. And then that's what started him down the path of figuring out that it was really ah, Ironclaw. I like that. Attention yeah. To and they even, yeah. They, and they were even now used to, to have Lakota find him on this episode. Like it's, okay, it's really, it's a MacGuffin that has some legs, man. Does that say 96? Is that what it said? This episode aired in October of 1996. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And that's it, that's, guys. That's uh, that's that's your episode of Joe on Joe, Joe on Joe Extreme. <laughs> extreme. Yeah. What did you think? Hashtag release the extreme. Release the extreme. Yeah. How, how can we? We need to. Um, I, yeah, we need to like emphasize that in the hashtag. How? What did you guys think though? What did you guys think of your first episode watching GI Joe Extreme? Uh, we're, uh, do we click play now or? When do what, we click play? What's I that? Thought, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, no. We're also it's also uh Rufy's Extreme. <laughs> I didn't I didn't click play, I was guessing at all. Hey, got it. Hey, well you, you did a really good job of following along. You know what I, I like Joe? to think that's a credit to me as a as a play by play guy. Yes. No, let me be let me stop being a, a, an idiot uh for momentarily. I really liked it. Um I really appreciated you giving us the sort of the continuity clues. I'm very impressed by that. I went off a couple of times on the wonderful art style. I, I love the ink work. I love the backgrounds. Uh, definitely way, way, way better than I was led to believe when I just, you know, was told it was a punchline. So, yes, thumbs up from Jared. I Jason. love it. Jason, what about you? Yeah, I, I think it, it served to benefit a little bit coming in cold, knowing nothing about it because uh, I, I had a clean palette. I can see where people probably who had invested a lot of time and energy in the original Joes, um, you know, may find this a little off-putting, but I really didn't. I like these characters. It was obviously well-written. Uh, the story moved along crisply. Like you said, there were plot points that they uh, and plot threads that they tied together nicely. Characters were interesting. And uh, I think Jared nailed the, the artistic part of it great i mean you could you could see that they used a lot of uh mats and and uh a lot of inks uh for efficiency sake but uh overall it comes together nicely and it's pretty slick production i agree i agree with everything you guys said so i think that means we're all in favor of hashtag release the extreme I'd like to see more. Hashtag release the extreme. Absolutely. All right. I love it. I love it. Well, let's put pressure out there. So, um, guys, thank you so much for being a guest on Joe on Joe today. It means a lot to me. You guys are fabulous. Uh, Weasel Skull and uh, Death Probe, or now should I say mildly competent competent. and air supply. (laughs) And air supply. It's, uh, I'm it's, all out of love. I'm so lost without you. I'm all I know out you of, were right, believing for so long. I'm all out of Joes. I only got Cobra. I've got no military. Anyway, so you guys are great. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show this week. Remember, guys, um, find them at Longbox Crusade. Find that podcast. Mm-hmm. G.I. Joe Chronicles. Mm-hmm. They're going through the Devil's Due Years. Um, yard Sale Artist on... Uh, for your for your 
home geek awesome found art needs mm-hmm. all of it all of it and um and jason thank you for keeping washington state clean oh, you're very welcome it's an honor to do so and thanks for having us on we really enjoyed it and uh yeah this was a lot of fun well it was, it was really my pleasure to have both of you so guys now you joe and joeing is half the battle extreme hey. oh extreme <laughs> release the extremes Thank <laughs> you.